The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors. And we'd like to welcome you to another edition of Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 1039 LI News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Spotlight on Long Island Schools is brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island school boards since 1959. I'm your host, Bob Vecchio. Thanks for tuning in once again to Spotlight on Long Island Schools to hear about the amazing programs that are going on in our school districts throughout Long Island. And this week in our Spotlight, we'd like to welcome the Lindenhurst School District, located on the south shore of Long Island, towards the western edge of Suffolk County. It is the home of the Bulldogs, and we're going to learn all about their career tech educational programs, otherwise known as CTE. And I always like to preface it by saying, this is not your father's workshop class, and it's a lot more and a lot more rigorous and, in many cases, high tech, but more complete. To tell us about the program and to learn a little bit more about Lindenhurst School District, we'd like to welcome the Spotlight on Long Island Schools. Mr. Anthony Davidson, welcome. And how has your school year been going this far this year? I've been asking all of our educators because, listen, the last two years were a little hairy. Uh, we're on a pathway back to normalcy, you know, not 100%, but I would say in the high 90s. So how's your school year been treating you so far? It's great, Bob. Thanks for having me here this evening. You know, this is my first year in Lindenhurst, first year as a superintendent, um, and I've gotten to know the programs pretty intimately in a, in a short period of time. Um Listen, I mean, the last few years have been, uh, in some respects, about surviving. Um, I think we're now back into a mode where we can start to build and thrive a lot more. And those last few years, that was very difficult to do. So, so far, so great. Um, excited, excited about the work to come. Great. And you're a brand new superintendent, like you said. So congratulations there. Uh, give us a little bit about what you've learned about the Lindenhurst School community and what are some of your priorities as a superintendent? Because listen, if if the pandemic taught us anything, it, it, it taught us the opportunity to pivot and change a little bit and breaking away from what we've done for so long to meet the challenges of the future. So what have you learned about the Lindenhurst school community and community at large? And what are some of your top goals as superintendent this year? I'll tell you that Lindenhurst uh, community is one of a legacy community. I, I think that most school districts say that the, the teachers were born and raised in, in their community. But I, I don't know if there's any place that I've been that is quite like that is the case in Lindenhurst. Um, generational um, uh, families, and they're invested. I think that that's one of the great things about it. For a large district with uh, over 5,600 students, the sense of community is live and well. Everyone is a bulldog. Um, we, we, we bleed the green and white, um, and that's prevalent throughout. So that's one of the things. It's also a changing community. I think much of Long Island is changing. When we're looking at Lindenhurst, it is a, on the whole, uh, working class, um, often blue collar, but not necessarily blue collar town. Um, a lot of people who work in the trades, a lot of people who work in um, first responders. Um, but that is also evolving. You know, when we look at the community itself, um, there is a downtown area that's starting to burgeon. There's many theaters that have moved in, restaurants. Uh, it's become a hub. The community has had all sorts of events. We have uh, Wednesdays on Wellwood during the summer. Uh, and it, it really does come together and builds that. So you're seeing um, a community that is building and you're seeing some wealth come in. You're also seeing shifting demographics. I think as you see throughout Long Island, we have a, a large, um, proud 
Hispanic Latinx community, uh, section of the community that is ever growing. And, and I think a little different too, is we have a, a growing, uh, we, we've had a mainstay Polish community, I think about 2% of the population speaks Polish. And then we have a growing Ukrainian population, particularly given um, the war in Ukraine right now, we're, we're seeing an influx of, of people coming to the States in order to find a better life. Yeah, so diversity is definitely uh, a huge asset in your community. And yes, a huge Polish community. I, I've traveled down there for the pierogies and kibbasi myself more than <laughs> once. And just to remind folks, too, and, and this is kind of what makes uh, places like Lindenhurst special. You know, several years back, Sandy, I mean, it, it's it's quite a ways back already, but uh, Lindenhurst was hit really, really hard. Yes. And, and the recovery uh, is probably still ongoing in certain parts, but... Uh, like many communities that were really hit hard by Sandy, it really helped unify the community and kind of bring it to a sense of forward thinking and some revitalization in some aspects. And that's what it sounds like is happening uh, in Lindenhurst as well. And what would you say from a school district perspective, your priority with the partnership with this community? Um, I think one, first and foremost, right in year one is building as many relationships as we possibly can. Um, but the second point too is, you know, we're talking about CT this evening. It's really trying to identify uh, what are the skills that are essential for our students to learn and understand and do to, to go into a future where we can't even anticipate some of the careers that they will enter into. Um, so I think identifying some of those priorities and starting to build a bridge and, and create that. Uh, obviously, priority number one is relationships, connecting the community. Um, we built the Community Connector Group. We have a business partnership advisory through our CT programs. So I think what we're starting to recognize and understand, and, and for me as a priority, is that um, school systems have often, often lived in isolation. And uh, in this era, uh, there are no more schoolhouse walls. You know, And we have to be able to work with the partnerships that are near us and break down those walls and bring people together. And in a place like Lindenhurst, people are itching to do that. So I'm very fortunate to be in a place that really embraces um, that kind of collaboration and partnership. And before we talk about the CTE program, this will be the last thing, I promise, just to get a little more information about you. Give us a little bit about your background and your journey to the superintendency at Lindenhurst so that the listening audience kind of gets an idea as to who the new superintendent at Lindenhurst is. I think when you, you know, my, my first, uh, back in the 90s, there were no teaching jobs on Long Island, which is kind of funny to think about nowadays because that's changing greatly. Um, I started out in alternative high school, and I think that was one of the greatest things that ever happened to me is to understand that there was a lot of students who were looking for second chances. And in that case, I was in the New York City Board of Ed, and a lot of my students were either from the islands or they were there as a condition of probation or parole. Um, and that really shaped uh, my understanding that there was a lot of potential there that had been lost or, or the kids had just meandered and hadn't found their way. Um, fast forward there, I found myself in Comac Middle School um, as a teacher of English. Um, you know, I and was there. I, I I was afraid of middle school. You know, I went to be an English. As most people and, usually are, yeah. by the way, <laughs> teachers yeah, I, in, in middle school are usually referred to oh, as warriors, it. right? Absolutely. <laughs> and I fell in love. I love the age. You know, it's the age of all sorts of possibilities. It's where they're emerging. They're growing. They're the beautiful disaster. You know, they have the brain of a Ferrari <laughs> with no brakes, um, and and that often doesn't lead to uh, you know, it leads to to a lot of. I want to say, I won't say failing, but learning, you know, really interesting opportunities, back. I would call it. hundred <laughs> percent. So I, you know, I think when you look at that, the excitement, the opportunity, and I eventually became the principal of that building and was afforded the, op, uh, the chance to build an enrichment for all program 
which uh, within two years, we were offering 13 to 14 different courses, courses in robotics, in gaming and coding, video game design um, to students in digital media. And a lot of it was technology based and some of it wasn't. We started to leverage the technologies where we had one class that was working with schools all over the world um, in order to build art. You know, so I think that that, again, leads to where I am today. You know, fast forward, I went to Locust Valley for four years. A good portion of that was during a pandemic as the assistant superintendent for curriculum instruction. Um, that, you know, technology accelerated. You know, it was a lot of, for years, we were trying to get people to buy in and there was a lot of apprehension. And there, here it is, we had no choice. Uh, the pendulum swung a little bit too far now in terms of the one-to-one initiatives, but it really d- has led to a, an era of innovation, which is exciting. Um, so for me, you know, coming to Lindenhurst, it aligned with what the work I've been doing and try to innovate, try to build authentic opportunities for kids that are real life based and have authentic audiences. Um, and so it, it's, it's a good fit, you know, I believe for me and for the, and for the work that I've done. And I lied. I have one more question before we uh, finish with the break and then we come back and we'll talk about the CTE program in particular. Sure. Uh, as a school administrator over these last couple of years, what is the big, the biggest lesson learned uh, from the years of the pandemic that you have taken with you and keep and hold close to you as a superintendent? You know, it's funny that when I, when I, I ask this of a lot of people, so now that you put it back on me, it makes it interesting. But I think one of the things we started to realize, too, um, is to understand the obstacles that a lot of students have in their lives. I think that became to the forefront kids that don't have access, kids who, who may have access, but don't have that parental support at home because their families are or you know, families are struggling, uh, whether it's financially, whether it's emotionally, whether it's, you know, students who uh, parents have lost a parent or um, or, or going through a divorce, I think the pandemic really did bring to surface the social emotional uh, components that are that they are rudimentary. It's not, you know, uh, secondary at all. You know, if we don't think about what a student is carrying in his and her backpack, um, if we don't remove those obstacles, learning becomes secondary. And as learning institutions, I think it it really brought brought it out for people to see in in, in full color that yeah, there. There are a lot of things that kids have to navigate in order to be successful. Well, some important lessons learned, and we're going to continue our conversation with the superintendent of schools from the Lindenhurst School District, home of the Bulldogs. And as a former Floyd board trustee, you know, the Bulldogs and the Colonials would ballot out on a football Mm, field. And we are going to learn all about the career tech ed programs that are going on in Lindenhurst and how they're offering unique and interesting opportunities for the students beyond the walls of Lindenhurst and helping the community of Lindenhurst prosper and thrive and revitalize. So you're listening to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Check out our Facebook page. That's your place to suggest the program club or activity that your kids are involved in. And your district may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. We'd like to welcome you back to Spotlight on Long Island Schools on 103.9 LI News Radio. Again, out on the web at linewsradio.com. Spotlight on Long Island Schools brought to you by the Nassau Suffolk School Boards Association, serving Long Island School Boards since 1959. And we are continuing our conversation with the superintendent of schools, the brand new superintendent of schools from the Lindenhurst School District. And again, that is a school district on the south shore of Long Island. 
Western Suffolk County, K through 12, about a 5,600 student enrollment over there. So good sized school district on Long Island and a diverse community, as we were explaining. And uh, Mr. Davidson, you know, we were talking about, you know, the opportunities for students and the empathy for students because we don't know what they're bringing to the classroom. And not every kid is higher learning and going to college and four-year degree or two-year degree, you know, and, you know, we often say, you know, it's college and or career ready. And sometimes, you know, the CTE programs that are offered in our school districts and our BOCES across Long Island have really come a long way uh, from back in the day. All, you know, most folks, they think of CTE and right away, oh, it's automotive. It's, you know, swinging a hammer or, you know, making some ugly lamp that mom puts up in the attic when you long since graduated, but it's well beyond that. Talk about the CTE program that you guys have over in Lakehurst. You know, I, I, I'd like to claim credit for it, <laughs> but I walked into a pretty robust program here. And I think what you talked about, Bob, is the evolution. There were times where um, 20 years ago, or even before that, where uh, these college, these career programs at BOCES were stigmatized um, and the pendulum is swinging, you know, Fortunately, I think what's realizing that these programs truly do engage kids um, and give them a sense of purpose and passion, uh, unlike many others. And one of the best experiences I had is I was a high school assistant principal who oversaw discipline. And I had students who struggled in our school with discipline. And one day I was invited to go take a, a tour at Wilson Tech over in BOCES. And I watched these students who struggled in our school had there were no disciplinary issues, they had no issues. They were doing sound design and engineering, and they were hanging on roofs and building houses. And they were, as I talked to the assistant principal there, and said, We really don't have discipline issues, you know. And it really did crystallize for me that when we give them the opportunity to sense of purpose uh, and we can think a little more unconventionally, we can motivate kids. Uh, and that's really when you look at career and technical education, the pendulum is very much swinging. New York State is recognizing that a region's pathway isn't necessarily the way for everybody. A lot of the, the change is going to be project-based and, and um, performance-based. And that's really what the career and technical education uh, offers. So when we look at Lindenhurst, we have many offerings. We have a computer science track. We have our business CTE track where kids are taking multiple business courses. We had talked about um, earlier, we had talked off air, um, you know, one of the pathways that we have approved for next year is a culinary arts pathway. And the students are required to take a business course as part of, part of that. Now, it's not just about the money. It's about the fact that kids are learning these skills and they translate right out of high school. They can go and get jobs and pursue that, but they're also passionate. It helps them actually bolster them in other classes because they have a sense of belonging and understanding to come to school. Um, BOCES has done this for years. I think we're moving a lot of these programs back in house. Um, so that we can afford students multiple opportunities. You know, computer science is the not an emerging field. I mean, it is the field right now, but we're looking at how can we bring in and have kids walk away with Cisco certification. Um, even looking, one of the things that we're not there yet is can we integrate drone technology, trying to see where the future careers are going to be. And I also think, look, as a college educated person, I benefited from college, but I also recognize it isn't for everyone but not in a sense that students can't handle it. It's not necessary for anyone anymore. When you're looking at students walking away with $150,000 in student loan debt, and you talk to some of the computer, uh, those in the computer science industries, and they say, we don't care where a kid went to school. 
we care what he or she does. You know, what, what projects can they, um, can they submit? Can they do the work? Do they have the skills? Um, and, so and some we, of those skills are what we would term the soft skills, right? right? Not necessarily, you know, the algebra equation, but, you know, how to think outside the box or pivot when there's a problem. Absolutely. You know, and oftentimes that comes with the student who doesn't perform as well in a traditional setting because they're always thinking uh, divergently and outside the box, and it's difficult for them to conform as others. So that I'm not saying that all students in career technical education fall under those auspices, but, you know, one of the programs I've also seen that we we integrated um, when I was in my previous district, Memphis Valley, um, we had EMT training. Um, and here we go. Again, kids are walking out and they have the certification, the ability to go and, and get a job or go on with a further education. It may some of them realize, you know, I want to go into the medical field. So it's really giving them the opportunities and the exposure in high school, not waiting until after they get out um, to try to figure out what it is they want to do. Um, I could go on. I mean, we have work-based learning programs. We're working with a business advisory. We want students to be able to eventually have, uh, some of them do, but as many as possible have internships and externships while they're in school to get a sense of, do I like to do this? If I'm going to go to college or into a career program, do I, am I sure this is what I want to do? <laughs> you know? Yeah. And and the internship relationship is so critically important, right? I, I recently attended the manufacturing day uh, hosted on Long Island a couple of weeks ago. And, you know, as a life learner, you always learn something. There's 3000 employers on Long Island that are in high end manufacturing, the aerospace department of defense. Long Island is still one of the largest uh, subcontractors for department of defense when it comes to manufacturing, 3000 jobs, average salary of $82,000 a year. And, and there's, a wealth of opportunities and every employer has all those other departments, you know, uh, finance, uh, human re resources and accounting and everything else. So uh, there, there's a wealth of opportunities here on Long Island. And do you find, and, and I, and I've always found this, especially after interviewing kids for so many years, when they're hooked, you, you touched on it. There is no discipline issue. Attendance is great. It's about getting the hook in back into Absolutely. our schools. And, and Absolutely. what have you seen as some of the benefits uh, from bringing more or expanding the course offerings at Lindenhurst? I know you're there a short time, but I'm sure you've heard from staff. Well, I think it, one of the things is you're looking at, um, we talked about the hook, you have kids who are passionate and they want to extend beyond the school day. You know, you kind of think about it is they're, they're doing the work at home. <laughs> they're doing it in their homes, you know, because they're so excited to do it. That doesn't typically happen in an algebra class where they're going home and I'm going to work on algebra just because I love it. <laughs> you know, <laughs> they see the the connection between the work they're doing and how they can apply it to the real world, which is often not the case in our traditional subject area. Kids wonder why they don't have to wonder about the why. So I think they're seeing um, this passion for kids to be able to demonstrate their work, to do that work even in school and it extends out. I would imagine, and I don't know, I've been here too short that too, for too short of a time, but certainly discipline, would tend to go down because again, we talked about that engagement purpose. You know, I found something I love to do and, and this is what I want to do, you know? So um, I, I would imagine that we're seeing that as well. Um, but the outcomes is there's more of a demand for it and more and more, you know, more we offer, the more kids are going and exploring different pathways. And in the end, they get to dabble at 15, 16, 17. They can try different ones. If they, if they go down one route, yeah, there's many other opportunities for them. And approximately how many kids are enrolled in the various programs that you have, if you had to put a guess on the total? Uh, that would be a tough guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would, I'm not certain. Right. Several hundred, I can tell you that. And and where, where do you see the future 
of CTE and further connection and alignment with other cost offerings in Lindenhurst going in the future? Where are some of the areas that uh, kids may be even inquiring about for future enrollments? Well, we're looking at, you know, for one thing, we have an automotive program, but one of the things to look at is automotive engineering, which then incorporates the ability to design, you know, to be able to work with computers and software and 3D modeling in order to design 3D. 3D modeling is is a phase of the future. They're building 3D hearts at this point, right? Um, I think the other components, too, is where do we integrate artificial intelligence into all of this? We are becoming an AI world, robotics as well. Um, the demands and the positions are going to be there. And those are programs we want to build off. We have an unbelievable uh, robotics um, competitive program, but now it's looking at, and, and we integrated all along the way. Kids are working with robotics in elementary, middle, and high school, but it's looking to formalize this so that we look at the careers that are ahead in, in these fields and these industries, uh, obviously industry, um, architecture design and engineering as well. Um, but there is, you know, when I look at those, the future is very tech-based and there'll be a lot of opportunities in those sectors. In our last minute here, Mr. Davidson, what is the one thing you want folks to know about you and the Lindenhurst Public Schools? Um, honestly, and I know it may sound cliche, I'm so proud to be a part of this community. Um, these are people who are completely down to earth and open-minded and want the best for their children and, and have asked us to come in and to innovate and to be able to build program and design for them. So um, I think more than anything else, just that I feel fortunate to be a part of this, be a part of the group and the leadership that we have throughout our district. Um, that I'm in the right place that really wants to to move these types of programs forward um, and really understands the the application of real world learning. Great. And next time we're going to have Lyndon Hurst back and you're going to bring some teachers and some kids so we could talk to them about the impact that your programs are having. Well, I want to thank you, Mr. Davidson, and we wish you all the best for the rest of the school year and go Bulldogs. You know, I mean, you you. know, it's it's always good and it's a beautiful uh, waterfront community down there as well. And we thank you for joining us. And we thank you for tuning in each and every week to Spotlight on Long Island Schools to learn about the exciting programs, clubs, activities that our kids are involved in. And we get to interview some amazing students as well. And it gives us great hope and optimism for the future. So thanks for tuning in each and every week. Don't forget to check out our Facebook page, Spotlight on Long Island Schools, to suggest a program, club, or activity that your kids are involved in. And your district may be the next one right here in our Spotlight. Until next week, this is Bob Vecchio saying, The views and opinions expressed on this program are not necessarily those of this station, JVC Broadcasting Management, or its sponsors.